celebrate your giving. Uh, but you can do that and uh, we are joining with you. You heard me use the term Kita Jaga Kita. This is not my church, this is our church. It is our church. And if it is our church, we do this together and we do what is necessary to take care of the needs that are before us. Amen. And so I, I want you to know we have stretched as much as we can. We've expressed ourselves as much as we can. Uh, we've done everything we can. Uh, but as you begin to respond, I know, I know, beloved, God will bless you in return because of your general. And, and, don't, and don't, don't gripe about it. Why God always me? My wife and I have always gone, why us? I'll tell you, because God knows He can get money from you. He will get money to people whom he can get money from. So never complain about giving. Why must I give? Why over and over me? Because he knows he can bless you and he knows you will give it faithfully. Amen. Matthew 17 this morning, I want to go into our second session. Uh, languages of prayer. Preaching a series over the next couple of weeks. I started this off last Sunday. And uh, we are going to look at uh, another segment of this. And uh, what we're going to look at this morning is um, from the book of Matthew 17. The reason I'm preaching this series is because when we talk about languages, languages often connect us with people. Uh, when you speak the same language, what it does is it allows you to connect with somebody. You can go to a foreign country, you can go to a foreign nation, you can move from one segment to another, even within Malaysia, from one state to another. And there are times we speak differently, we communicate differently, and languages essentially has the ability to connect and to communicate. So why did I entitle this series, The Languages of Prayer? Because I believe there are connections and there are ways to communicate within, or, or rather in prayer when the right virtue is applied and used. And so I spoke about desperation last week. Desperation is a language that connects you with God. When you are desperate, you simply convey to God that I am not dependent on myself. I am not self-reliant. I am solely dependent. When you go before God in desperation, you are simply conveying to God your state of desperation. Dominion, which is what we want to talk about today, is another language that connects you with God in prayer. Next Sunday, I'll talk about dynamism, which is prayer is meant to be a two-way communication. It isn't just you coming to God, presenting your needs to God, but it requires that we hear and receive from God. Now, the term that I use this morning, dominion, simply comes from this definition that is mastered, or ruled many years ago before the World War II, the British used these, uh, the term dominion to describe the colonies or the territorial possessions that they held onto. 
the word dominion was used in 1907 to 1948 to refer to one of the several governing nations of the British Empire. When the word dominion was used in status, it was formally accorded to several nations such as Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Newfoundland, South Africa, and Irish Free State. And in, in 1926, the Imperial Conference designated the autonomous communities within the British Empire equal in status and in no way subordinate one to another. In other words, dominion simply described when they announced this, in 1926 the subject of dominion men we have autonomous power within the community we have the permission to run our own country we have already our own uh, uh, citizens or even our own territory and so this was what dominion represented and eventually as the term was thrown around they came out from that they pulled the word dominion out of the context of or they pulled the, the word dominion out and they replaced the word they superseded it by what is commonly known today as the commonwealth and so what we see in history and what Jesus has spoken concerning dominion gives us understanding and insight that dominion indeed was established in the very beginning of creation. And what dominion is, is it establishes power, authority, and territory that's what dominion is dominion simply says i'm in charge dominion simply says i'm put here by god or i am placed in this place of position or i am put in this place of leadership i have been ordained as a person in authority it also speaks of territory so what does dominion then mean dominion iterates control the authority that we bear as Christians reflect the restoration of God's initial order in creation. Dominion is God's order in creation. And that missing dominion can be established and gained through a lifestyle of prayer. When God created all of humanity, He created us to have dominion. But somehow, sin has destroyed that dominion. And because sin has destroyed that dominion, we can pray today, we can serve God today, we can get involved in ministry today, we can do many things in life, and with the absence of dominion, we feel that there is nothing wrong. Because the lack of dominion has become the new norm. Genesis 1, 26 to 28, Then God said, Let us make men in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created men in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. Then God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. 
This passage gives us understanding that God's initial plan was creator over creation. This is a principle. This is the order of creation. When the order is modified, when God is no longer in control, when God is no longer in charge, when God is no longer holding the significant place, what it does is it, involve, it, it, it begins to invite chaos. And this is why chaos ensues, because the order has been modified. Exhibit A, creation. Look at the mess humanity has gone into and the mess that we have come to because we have somehow modified the order of creation. Dominion was God's order. That these things don't control you, you control it. Your emotions don't control you. Your feelings don't control you. Your money don't control you. Your job don't control you. People don't control you. You must have dominion over those things. This was the order. And this is where we get so messed up because that has somehow shifted from its place. The chaos that follows is the result of the absence in dominion. It is God's will. The Bible says in verses 28, look, look, look at Genesis 1.28. The Bible says profoundly, then God, what did God do? He blessed them. Not only did He bless them, He said to them, He gave them a promise, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion. So in dominion comes blessing. See, God's answer to restoring dominion is simply found in us restoring what is broken. Our relationship with God. That's why the only way to have dominion as a Christian amongst a consecrated life, amongst the many other disciplines that you have in life that brings dominion, can I say to you, beloved, discipline and the consecration and purity and all of those things, beloved, I say to you this morning, can only happen in us when we are genuinely praying and we are involved in a healthy, active relationship with God. Dominion comes through a right relationship with God. How do I restore domain? How do I have authority over what I'm going through? How do I have authority over the enemy that's attacking my finances? The enemy that's attacking my health? The enemy that's attacking me in my marriage and all these areas? You know, sometimes the enemy is having a field day with us because he's not afraid. We pray without dominion. We're so inconsistent. One time we want to pray, we pray. Another day we don't want to pray, we don't pray. One time we want to cry out to God, we, we don't want to cry, we don't cry. And there is no, you think the enemy doesn't know? Oh, this guy, oh, this lady, she is so inconsistent. <laughs> we'll play a fool with them. 
I'm telling you, beloved, we don't realize that the enemy watches everything. And the moment there is an open door, he comes in. Dominion is having the ability to exercise authority. Claim back areas which are territories of our lives that the enemy has tried to penetrate and infiltrate. I said uh, about two months ago, I said, you know what? I need the church to start rising up and praying because I foresee, I began to pray and I felt God dealing with me that the enemy is assaulting and attacking and I'm beginning to see that come to pass. I'm seeing that the enemy is not happy at who we are and what we do. The enemy is going to form his weaponries, church. And this is where we take back what belongs to us. This is why praying in the mornings is so vital This is why we come and we fight and we seek and we lay hold of God Because we understand this is not a flesh and blood warfare This is a spiritual warfare And the only ones who can gain victory in spiritual warfare Are those who are spiritually abled This involves every area of our lives. The enemy will try to attack our marriage, our family, our businesses, our finances, our ministries, our relationships, our health. But I say to you this morning, I'm reminding you as your pastor this morning, God created us to have dominion, control. We shouldn't be sitting down and say, Oh, I'm so depressed. Because the devil has done this. No, you should be rising up and saying, is that your best shot, devil? Because God created us to have dominion, control, and authority. And there are seasons, no doubt. But it comes true. How do we establish this dominion? Through an active relationship with God. Sin destroyed dominion. Purity reinstates dominion. No purity, no power. I say that again. No purity, no power. You can live like the heathen and still pray, but you will never shake hell. Satan will never fear you. Dominion comes through discipline consecration dominion comes from a renewed mind that is why there is an act of discipline we wake up a certain time we pray we put that as our top priority we spend time with god because we understand that if we can start the day with dominion we can end the day with dominion i'm not letting my feelings control me i'm not letting my circumstances control my relationship with god must stay active and it must have dominion it's like electricity, the power company generates the power, it delivers it to your house. It's not your power. It comes from the, uh, uh, comes from the uh, uh, generator, but it's under your control. You have what is known as a switch. You control. You don't call the power company and say, hello, can you turn my master bedroom light on? 
You don't do that. Or you don't call the power company and say, hello, can you turn on my living hall light? Can you turn on my washing machine? Can you? No, the power to do all of that is in your hands. So Jesus is giving us an understanding. We have the power. You and I, through our words, through the word of God, through the authority that was given to us, have the power. You and I can, you know, go before the throne of God and see God move because He has given us the power. You cannot put a light bulb in your mouth and expect it to turn on. Right? You, you just can't. You can't do that, but you are the one that controls what the power does. You can plead with the company all your please turn on my master bedroom light i need light they'll probably turn around you stupid fool the switch is there go turn it on yourself let me tell you something that is so true i can pray for you and you can have every person praying for you but if you don't pray for yourself I won't say stupid fool, don't worry. But I, I would say, you've got to tap into that yourself. There is dominion in your life. There is dominion in your relationship. There is dominion. At least that was the order God gave you. So let's talk secondly, because spiritual dominion is where victory comes from. We all want victory. We all talk about it. We all want to be able to testify and share of the great things God has done. But how many know, beloved, every victory comes at a price. Praying with dominion essentially influences our entire being. There was a, there was a character in the Star Trek TV series known as Worf. Maybe some of you would know. I never followed Star Trek. So this is not my illustration. I got it off. And I felt it applied very well. They intend to use him as a practice dummy in hand-to-hand combat for their lethal ground troops. So they do. They bring out soldier after soldier to take wharf. And they got at it. It's never very long before the bad guys get tired of beating him up and they tap out and they quit. So after Worf's been taking on all comers for most of the day, they finally bring out the biggest and the baddest, Goliath. Right? The one warrior they know will be able to win. They begin to battle and Worf is just too weak from the day's struggle. He is little more than a punching bag for the bad guys to work out on. But Worf will not tap out like all the other beaten soldiers. He keeps getting up. No matter how many times he is knocked down, no matter how injured he is, he simply will not quit. It is obvious that this valiant warrior has won the respect and the admiration of all the Dominion troops including the one now beating him up. They all begin to beg him to tap out and quit, but he will not. Finally, out of sheer exasperation, the warrior who is beating him, the Goliath who is beating him, stops and taps out himself. When asked by his enraged command, why he has done this, he says, resigned. I cannot defeat this man. I can only kill him. Can I ask you this morning, Will Satan give up on you and say, I can't 
I throw this at him, he, he comes back up. I throw that at him, she comes back. I attack them this way and they come back up. And I do this to them and I attack their health. I attack them and they still come back, right back up, right back up. They never want to die and, and some, they don't want to give up. You know what? Send your best shot. Would, would, you, would you drive Satan so mad that he will say, I give up? See, that can only come when dominion is present. Don't let the devil play you out, church. Don't let the devil play games with your children, with your mind. Don't let the devil play games with all that. This is your territory. God has given this territory to you. Claim it and take it back. You see, when you have no dominion, it affects you physically, mentally, spiritually. Prayer brings dominion. When we strive to pray with dominion, dominion comes. Praying with dominion, listen to me very carefully, involves praying with focus, determination, and with specificness. Distraction. 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 Distraction kills dominion. Have you tried disciplining a child when there's distraction? <laughs> you go to a, you go to a, you know, maybe a pasamalamo, you know, and then you try to tell you, listen to me! And then there's a clown, you know, maybe somewhere on the other side, and then this side, or in a circus. Let, let's just use a circus instead of a nightmare. And you listen to me! I'm telling you! <laughs> and, 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 and. They, they, there's no dominion because you are in an environment that's filled with distractions. And can I tell you, that's how Satan is here. You listen to me! <laughs> He's telling me, listen to me. <laughs> he is, I can't even stay focused. And you're telling Satan to get off your business. You're telling Satan to get off your children. You're and he's having a field day. He's laughing at you and he's saying, <laughs> you think I'm afraid of you? You are so distracted. You're looking at things you shouldn't be looking at. You're in sin. You're in impurity. And you are praying and I am going to move. <laughs> Find someone else. They'll never take you seriously. Your children will never take you seriously when there's distraction. That's why when a, when a principal or even someone who is of a disciplinarian role want to bring some form of discipline, what do we do? You come here, let's go to a corner, we need to talk. Or let's go into a room, we need to talk. Because there's dis there, there, when there's free of distraction, there's dominion. Matthew 17, I want to close with this. We're going to get ready to conclude this morning. Matthew 17, 14 to 21. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. 
Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. See, they had no dominion over their unbelief. Their unbelief took charge of what they were going to expect God to do. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith, so simple. Jesus, if you only have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this man, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Jesus is clearly speaking about dominion in this passage. So our text describes a man who came to Jesus and in verses 14, the Bible says, kneeling down to him. This man was desperate. This man needed a miracle. This man was at his wit's end. This man was in a place where he knew only Jesus can help me and he seeked for God's mercy because he saw his son who was constantly injuring himself and he said, I cannot take it anymore, God. I need you to do a miracle. It was desperation for a son whom he saw was constantly hurting himself. And that can be true for us as parents. We know things about our children that we know that hurts them and there are things that are damaging them. There are things that are poisoning them. And sometimes we find ourselves in a place where we don't know what to say and what to do. The only thing we know from this passage is to run to Jesus, get on our knees, say, God, may your will be done. He came, he came presenting his son. The situation was so critical. The son falls into fire and often into water. But the disciples, this is what intrigued me. The disciples prayed and no healing took place. Jesus rebuked the demon in verses 18. And it came out of him. I love that. Do you see that in your Bible? Jesus rebuked. He, he simply rebuked. In Jesus' name, come out of him. He rebuked him. He rebuked the demon. And I say to you, beloved, that is dominion. That is authority. I remember praying for a lady years ago, uh, um, uh, demon-possessed. She, you know, we, we had to go into her workplace. The, the, the office called us up, said, you know, oh, she's manifesting. And, and, and the office obviously didn't know what exactly was going on. They all just said, you know, she was not, you know, behaving funny and all of that. And the moment we walked in, my wife and I, we walked in, she saw us and she started screaming. Hey! She started screaming. And I knew it was a demon. And she just sat there. She didn't want to move. She just sat there. She didn't want to stand up. She didn't want to move. And, and, and I looked her in the eyes. I said, in Jesus' name, you will stand up right now and follow me. And she followed us to the car. That's authority. That is authority. For some people, you say that and the devil laughs. 
See, these are the tests of your truth, of, the, of, of your dominion. Where do you stand in dominion? See, why does the devil not dare touch certain people? Because he knows the dominion they carry. I cannot infiltrate their mind. I cannot enter into their thoughts. I cannot, I cannot assault their, their state of mind. I, cannot, I, I can't seem to access their marriage. I can't seem to access their children because they've covered everything with the blood of Jesus. There's so much dominion. There's so much authority. There's territory, a uh, uh, position. I can't seem to gain access. And the devil says, you know what? I'll find someone else. That's the church. We have dominion in this church. What was the differentiation here? Well, what made Jesus so profoundly able to speak and the, dev and the demons flee? See, faith and dominion go hand in hand. When faith is present, we speak with authority that have been given to us, what have been given to us. And that brings dominion. So we speak the words of God and when we apply that, it's not just being spoken wishfully, but it is spoken in faith, knowing that it is going to do what you say it is going to do. And when you speak in that type of authority, dominion is cultivated. This must be present. This is the type of prayer life I'm challenging you towards. We pray earnestly with faith. We pray according to God's word. We pray according to His promises. We proclaim, we declare, we claim it because we believe that God said it and it is going to come to pass. So the, la the, the lack of dominion today is the result of the lack of faith. People don't believe the word anymore. People don't believe what God says anymore. We seem to depend on our own self-ability. And God says that God in His word, when it's spoken with authority, when it is presented to the devil in authority, I declare to you, the devil will flee. Praying with dominion means praying with authority. You can never pray with dominion Listen, listen very carefully to what I'm going to say here. You can never pray with dominion if you don't know what God's Word says. If you don't read the Word of God, if you don't take God's Word and apply it into your prayer life, there will be no dominion. I don't know if you're aware, but a few days ago, maybe last week, there was a man... They call him the, the, the maskless man. He was in uh, 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 Tamandesa and he started screaming and yelling at the Naslama seller for, you know, uh, asking him to wear a face mask. Uh, that's screaming and shouting. That's not authority. I mean, he had a drama. But I say to you, with dominion comes... In Matthew 17, 20, listen to these words. So Jesus said to them, look, look at what Jesus says, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed. In other words, they were so caught up in life that even their prayer was absent of faith. There was no 
presence of faith in their prayer. In other words, they laid hands on this man. They say, right now, you come out of him. I'm telling you now, you better come out. And the guy was like, the same. Because you can sound very Christian. But have no power. You see, what happened here, Jesus says, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, number one, you will say to this mountain, listen, 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 you will say to this mountain, then he goes on to say, move from here to there, and then he goes on to say, nothing will be impossible for you. So number one, you will say to this mountain, what is dominion? Dominion is authority. In other words, you will look at the circumstances of life and you will say to it, this is what I do with my children. Look at me. And, and I know my children, when they don't want to tell the truth, usually what they'll do is, hey, your eyes give it away, okay? Just in case you don't know, you know, look at me. Yeah. And they look everywhere else except at you. Authority is commanding. He said, command the mountain. He said, tell this mountain. Say to this mountain, what are you going through right now that you know it's not God's purpose and will and plan for your life. You need to take authority over it. You say, I speak to this right now. I am speaking to my barrenness right now. I am speaking to my financial situation. I am speaking to my job. Right? I am speaking to my children's education. I am speaking to my marriage. I am speaking to this. Pick what you need dominion over and speak to it. Then it says, move from here to there, which speaks dominion involves control. See, you know what most people do? They pray and then they just say, I cast you out. Cast you out where? Where? Where do you cast the devil away? Cast him back to the pit of hell. I cast you out. He's like, you didn't tell me where to go. No, he said, move from here. There is specificness. When someone speaks a curse into your life, you need to speak to it. I break every curse spoken against my life and I send it to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. You send it. You see, I can't just do this for you. You and I have to be equipped as believers to do this. Finally, the Bible says, and nothing will be impossible which speaks of power strategy, guidance to do the impossible. To do the impossible will simply mean to do what is humanly beyond our strength. See, our prayer this morning must have dominion. We must command and we must conquer through the authority that God has given us. We have to dictate what and where the circumstances and the situations must go. Strategy and guidance, we must ask to do the impossible. God, with all that's going on with COVID-19 right now, give me strategy in my business. 
Give me strategy in my marriage. Give me strategy in my ministry. Give me strategy, God, in raising my children. God, in all of this, is so unprecedented. God, guide me. Give me strategy. Command it. And I can declare to you, when God gives you strategy, He gives you strategy to do the impossible. That is dominion right there. So you are controlling, you are conquering. You're taking authority. I speak to this. What is it that's barren? What is it that you need God to do? What is it that you need God to move in? You need to call that particular area out. You need to take authority over that area and say, no, God never said I'm supposed to live like this. God never said I'm supposed to be bound by this. I take authority right now and I'm commanding it to be moved. To where? To the pit of hell. I take dominion over my children. God, you said, you promised that I should train them up in the way they should go and they will not depart from you or depart from it. I command, and this is what I pray for my children, I command every distraction, every assault brought against them to be cast down to the pit of hell. And I say, God, provide me with guidance and clarity to move forward as a parent. That's dominion in prayer. Victory will come according to God's timing. Praying with dominion may not change the circumstances. I want to say that to you. I believe that just like the Bible says, when Jesus laid hands, it was a matter of timing that God moved at the right time. It was a matter of God's order of his timing but when we look at this we must also remember that a lot of times we pray and god doesn't change the circumstance what does god change us he begins to expand our patience he begins to work on our character he begins to teach us to be more submitted he teaches us things in that period of delay and waiting the disciples prayed as we see but they saw no healing the circumstances essentially didn't change but they were challenged to change what did the disciples do they didn't just sit down and say oh okay we prayed for the guy, nothing happened all in God's timing lah. leave it in God's hands lah. God will do what he wants no you know what they did? They questioned, why? Why couldn't we do it? Why? Why? Why is it that when you pray and the thing leaves, what's wrong with us? Why couldn't we? And you, 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 begin to, you begin to check, you begin to take interest to find out. Why is it? Why is it that when you pray, this happens? Why is it when that person, it doesn't happen? Why? And Jesus exposed to them and he says, it's the lack of faith. Jesus challenged them to work on their faith that carried no dominion. Can I ask you this morning? Listen to me very carefully. I'm getting really close here. Does it bother you that your prayer isn't changing your circumstances? Does it bother you? Does it bother you that you can pray and pray and pray and pray and nothing is happening? Maybe it's time we start having some dominion in our prayer. Maybe it's time we start looking and saying, God, you know what? Prayer is supposed to change this. Prayer is supposed to change what I'm going through. Prayer is supposed to bring your involvement in my life. But I'm not seeing that, God. Why isn't my family changing? Why isn't my children changing? Why isn't this happening? Why isn't that? Why, why are we not asking those questions? Maybe it's faith in us. 
See, we don't bother because life is going on. Does it bother you that your prayer is constantly not being answered? You know, and I understand, you have to take this in proper context. Obviously, it's all in God's timing. And we've often hear people say it's yes, no, or wait. And, and that's completely understandable. But listen, beloved, when I talk about dominion in prayer, I'm talking about something that transpires in the spiritual realm. See, this kind, Jesus says, does not go out except by prayer and fasting. I have to deplete in order for God to have access to do His work. You and I have to deplete in order for God to do. What will you change this morning? What amendments will you make? What kind of modification will you make? Because as I said, dominion is not so much on the outside, it's on the inside. When you have no dominion in your prayer life, you'll never move mountains. You'll never see the impossible become possible. Life will go on, but you will rarely see God do his work. We live in a generation that faithlessness is prevalent. Faith is something we have to fight for. Everywhere you look, you read the papers, you read the news, you read the media, everywhere you look and it's constantly bombarding you with the virtue of faithlessness. And, we are, and, and many, many times we lose faith we feel that, God, I cannot trust anymore. I don't see. I'm so bombarded with negativity and all of that. That's the reality of life. But I declare to you, beloved, in Matthew 18, 18, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Spiritual warfare is real. I believe this morning the enemy is going to try to take aim and take territory and dominion in areas of our lives and unless we refute it. I don't know if you remember a couple of months ago, I think maybe earlier this year, Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister of Australia, was doing a press conference on the yard of a, a, one of the house owners, the home owners. And, and, and so what happened is the homeowner came out of the house and he looked at it and said, Hey! Hey! I don't know what he said, but I know he screamed. <laughs> the homeowner said, Get off my yard! You know? And, and so Scott Morrison looked at him and he knew that he was telling him to actually get off, you know, his property and his territory and he kind of stepped back and then he continued the press conference. That's dominion right there. That's mine. Step out of it. And I think that's exactly what people need to do with Satan. Hey, that's my territory. You better take your nasty whatever away from it. I'm telling you right now, I'm being nice. In Jesus' name, you better get lost. Stop touching my family. Stop touching my finances. Stop touching my children. Stop touching my home. You better pack your bags and leave because I'm ready to fight. And that's where you find victory. 
So the challenge for us as believers is to rise up and pray and to pray prayers that are making a difference. See, our prayer life isn't meant to be static. We should be shouting victory reports of what God has done. We should be celebrating testimonies of the things God has been faithful to do. And why? Why does God do all of that or any of that? It's because we have to go back to our prayer life and say, because we prayed, we take dominion, we took authority, we prayed the promises of God, and God has been faithful to bring that to pass. Dominion threatens the enemy. This is why I challenge the church to keep praying. This is why when you come on the worship team and when you are singing or when you, you need to be here an hour before because there is a need to lay hold of God in prayer. We cannot take this lightly. We cannot assume that God is just going to show up if we're not taking dominion. Satan wants to subtly enter and access. And take authority and dominion. This is why so many times you hear of conflict and chaos and, and backbiting and stabbing. And I say to you, I thank God that God has kept this church clean and healthy. Because we have constantly prayed against those things. We have tried to fight and tried to take dominion and say, no, Satan, you're not coming in here. Jesus responded in verses 17, How long shall I bear with you? He was so fed up. How, how they prayed. He said, you can pray for the guy and nothing happened? How long to bear with you? That same God that you serve is the same God I serve. How long to bear with you? How long before you can have dominion in your prayer life? So when you pray, Satan trembles. You see, our prayer is infused with power because God has given us the Holy Spirit. So my challenge to you is, is God putting up with us and saying, you know what? You just don't want to take dominion, don't you? You just like to wallow in your self-pity complain and murmur. You just don't want to take authority, don't you? You don't want to take authority over your job, your fine. You just, don't, you, just, you just want to sleep in and expect that somehow I will show up and then you know, I will come and help you and do a miracle for you. And, and you know, sometimes God does that, but sometimes you've got to learn to fight. And that's exactly what my challenge to you is today. Righteousness brings dominion. When you are right in what you do, that's why I challenge you in the arena of giving, tithing, faithfulness. And we understand all the dynamics. You know more than anyone. You know, beloved. But righteousness, right, when you are right with God, God builds a hedge. And Satan will try to access your finances. He will try to access your clients. He will try to access the, the, the jobs, the business, all you do. And God says, you know what? No, you're not touching them because they've been right with me. I want you to bow your heads with me. Amen. I preached 
very straightforwardly this morning concerning dominion. And I'm here to tell you, beloved, that you're going to have to tell the enemy to step off your yard. You're going to have to step out and step up and say, you know what, this is not normal. This is not God's will for my life. This is not His 